Here's a message from Ken Lavica. All right, Cam Newton's been released. The rookie is starting at quarterback for the Patriots. And Bill Belichick, this might sound shocking, but the coaching clock has started. Joe Rigotti hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Mac Jones starting at quarterback for the Patriots September 12th when the Dolphins go into New England. One thing we didn't see coming, the outright release of Cam Newton, a quarterback competition that ends in the release of a former NFL quarterback. And yeah, he's got the most championships of all time. He's arguably the greatest coach of all time. But Bill Belichick, you went with the rookie, and you do have a coaching clock, and that Go button has been pressed. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel here on a Tuesday on ESPN 106.3. We're in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the actually fairly breezy and somewhat comfortable intracoastal. Uh, it is Captain Competence Joe Rigotti with us here, pressing buttons, making sure that we stay in line. And again, you hear us on ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app, and on your smart speaker. I was shocked. I mean, absolutely stunned today to hear and to see right around, oh, 10 o'clock Eastern time when Adam Schefter tweeted that Cam Newton was released. Mac Jones won the Patriots quarterback competition and Cam Newton is gone off the roster, not there for veteran leadership, not there to be a mentor, not there to even be a fallback weapon, but just outright released. And so Bill Belichick is going with the rookie. And this is first a piece of of commendation for Bill Belichick. Why keep Cam? I mean, honestly, you're going to have a guy that knows or thinks he can still start a guy that's going to be disappointed by the quarterback competition going the way it did. You saw what happened with Ryan Fitzpatrick and the boo-hoo crocodile tears after he was benched for Tua last year, and Fitzpatrick became a distraction. He was a distraction as he was seeking sympathy from South Florida and national media. It probably would have been easier to just punt Fitzpatrick out of the locker room. So instead... You have Mac Jones, who's able to surround himself with coaches. Everybody knows that he's the full-fledged number one. There's no disputing that, and that's a good job by Bill Belichick. That's a really good job by Bill Belichick. But I will not give, despite all the championships and all the accolades and uh, the pedestal putting that we do with uh, Bill Belichick, I am not going to treat him any differently from any other coach coming off of a season where he underperformed and didn't make the playoffs and opts to go with a rookie quarterback, he's not going to be handled with kid gloves. Mac Jones is going to be, from this point forward, the lasting legacy of Bill Belichick as a coach. He's got his championship legacy, his Brady legacy, but after running Brady out of New England, couldn't coexist with him any longer, opting to go with a rookie quarterback, Bill Belichick now 
is on the clock. And if Mac Jones doesn't work out, then Bill Belichick needs to be treated like every other NFL coach, and there will be questions about his future with the Patriots organization. Now that it's Mac Jones and Cam Newton's out the door, is Bill Belichick on a coaching clock? I say yes. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. I mean, Coquel, I, I get that there is going to be this impulse to give Bill Belichick a lifetime benefit of the doubt to get a Don Shula-esque uh, Supreme Court nomination as a head coach. You're basically there until death or until we feel you're too old to actually run an NFL locker room. But in this modern-day NFL and the way things ended in New England where Bill Belichick could have kept Tom Brady, Bill Belichick had been trying to get rid of Brady for years before he eventually uh, pushed Brady out of New England. This is self-inflicted from Belichick. He failed with Cam Newton. That didn't go well last year. They did not play well. They did not look good. And now you have a rookie quarterback. You went and you got a first-round quarterback, and just like any other coach, if Mac Jones doesn't pan out, then the Patriots should have a coaching decision to make. I retweeted this at Real Coach K. Thirty-five followers away from three thousand, by the way. At Real Coach K. What, that. Uh, is that you trying to say you want three thousand followers? Yeah. The th- if Why don't you just is, say it? Whoever is my three thousandth follower gets an autographed picture of Ken Levicka. <laughs> by the way, that is a. I never agreed thing. to that. We I, never I, even discussed. I have that. documents that I need you to sign, and I'll just <laughs> slide it in there. That's okay. fine. All right. But Asante Samuel tweeted it. That's right. I'm using my Twitter to plug Asante Samuel's tweet. Okay. Talking about Bill Belichick, cold-blooded is an understatement. But without Brady, he is just another coach. That's Asante Samuel, former Patriot, who says that about Belichick. So that's getting out there that people don't really think Brady, I mean, Belichick is anything without Brady. He's just another guy. And I kind of have to agree. You don't really hear former players heaping praise on Belichick. You always hear him heaping praise on the Patriot way. But was that culture Tom Brady's culture? And Belichick just happened to reap all the rewards? Is Belichick the guy who couldn't win? In Cleveland, what is Belichick? We don't know, and Mac Jones may be the key to that. So let's talk about Belichick for a second, okay? And again, you can't deny the rings. You can't deny that he maximized what he had on his roster year after year after year after year. But Bill Belichick is still the same guy that was married to Drew Bledsoe. Bill Belichick is still the guy that... Let's be clear. You do not evaluate a quarterback and then take him in the sixth round thinking that, ah, yeah, we're going to use this guy. Tom Brady was the epitome of football luck. In a previous life, Bill Belichick, back in uh, like the the, uh, copper age, did something uh, that once he did something so positive for humanity that once he came back, reincarnated, if you believe in that sort of thing, he was owed something, and that was Tom Brady. So Bill agreed Bel- to be the Browns coach. Is that what happened? <laughs> they're like, all right, right. fine, well, fine, fine. When you come back in another coaching life, uh, we'll we'll do something for you. But he, it, you don't you don't select a quarterback in the sixth round thinking there's our gem. Do you know what team Sam Ellinger's on? Uh, Indianapolis. Okay, you're ruining my point. The point was you don't know who oh, Sam okay. Ellinger's on because he was a sixth-round draft pick by the Colts. The only like reason that. I know that is because he got hurt. 
Oh, <laughs> and I saw it like two days ago. You just used a bad example because it was current. But that's that's who his six round draft pick is. That's who Tom Brady yeah. is. He was Sam Ellinger. Yeah. Um, but Tom, but Sam Ellinger actually played in college. <laughs> Tom Brady didn't. He spent which, time with a third baseman. Right, right. So that even furthers the point. Like Drew Henson was the option over Tom Brady. And so Bill Belichick lucked into Tom Brady. There's no other way to put it. Oh, but but he stuck with Tom Brady when Bledsoe was ready to come back. It's because they were winning at that point. Yeah, if it wasn't for Mo Lewis obliterating Bledsoe, right. we would have never get seen in. Tom Brady. It's not like at some point they said, ah, we drafted this sixth-round quarterback for this exact moment. Tom, go save our season. That didn't happen. This was luck. And then, to Belichick's credit, he maximized that. Okay? That's great. Good. Excellent. But then... When he finally had the opportunity to bring in a quarterback and figure out a way to win without Brady, what happened with Cam? It was it was bad last year. There were bad moments. There was never a connection. Uh, Cam struggled. It could have been the COVID that he battled before the season, but that team never got going. That team underperformed. That team missed the playoffs. So much so that the Patriots decided they were going to go get a rookie quarterback in Mac Jones. And so they select him. You have the quarterback competition. This is truly the first time in Bill Belichick's career he is going to be tasked with actually grooming a rookie to be a franchise quarterback. He was not tasked with developing Tom Brady into the franchise quarterback. He fell into that. He tripped and fell into that. It's sort of like you're walking down the street and you get your leg cut out by a city bus and you win a th- $35 million lawsuit. That's awesome. That was the analogy I was thinking of, too. <laughs> like, Tom Brady was the city bus, hit <laughs> Belichick in the leg, and Belichick got a rich out of it. Okay? And, and that's fine. Again, he maximized it. But we can't treat Belichick like he is this hallowed being that is without criticism now, that is without judgment now. Because this, for the first time in his career, is him starting from scratch with a first-round rookie quarterback. And if he doesn't get it done here, it's the exact same situation that Brian Flores is in with Tua Tungavailoa. If Mac Jones doesn't work out, Bill Belichick needs to be judged, and his position in New England needs to be evaluated. Bill Belichick is on the coaching clock. He's on the clock! For the first time in his career, Bill Belichick is legitimately on a coaching clock because he today went with Mac Jones. Do you feel that? Do you feel it on your butt? The seat is getting warm. <laughs> oh, it's not hot yet, but it's warm. <laughs> is Bill Belichick now on the coaching clock? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And again, on Twitter, at ESPN West Palm. Speaking of uh, of warm butts, uh, if what? you're up north and it's the winter and you have heated seats, there is no more satisfying feeling than the initial moments that the heat starts to warm up your butt. See, as a coach who's coached before, Ken, for over a decade and has done terrible every single year, <laughs> I don't even put heated seats on in my car. I'd rather be cold because I don't like hot seats. That's it. I'm out. No hot seats for me. <laughs> Just because of your coaching? Yeah, because I feel like I'm going to get fired by my car. 
I don't want to get fired by anyone. I don't want a hot seat anywhere. All seats need to be. I put ice on my chairs. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're stupid. Yes. I, get, I mean, let's go to Twitter. Eric Callis <laughs> tweets, locked into Brady. How many coaches would take a sixth round quarterback with three quarterbacks on the roster, keep him on the roster as the fourth quarterback as a rookie, and then when the $100 million starter is ready to return from injury in 2001, say, sorry, Brady gives us the best chance to win. Well, any coach with a brain would do so because Tom Brady had led the Patriots to a couple of victories, okay? Like, th- that, that is common sense. You might as well stick with them. Might as well stick with them at that point. Like, that, that is not some regal accomplishment that Bill Belichick should be given the utmost credit for. Yeah. Bledsoe got hurt. Brady came in. They were able to manage their way to some wins. They decided to stick with the guy who was making the offense go. And then they decided to reap the benefits of a rare gem find in the sixth round that they lucked into and didn't intend to do. That's the story of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And let's slow down with who the other quarterbacks were because one was Michael Bishop out of Kansas State who was a project quarterback at the time. The other one was John Freeze out of Idaho. So it's not like he took him. <laughs> like This guy's acting like this magical veteran quarterback sitting on the bench. It was Michael Bishop who played eight games that year. And John Freeze. So what you're saying, it wasn't taking much to stay in that quarterback room if you had any semblance of talent. I think if we were there, we might have been able to be like, all right, you guys can stay too. There was no one there. They had nothing. You know what hurts this this Belichick argument too about him being some – some magical quarterback snake handler is that Brady then went on to another team and won a championship. Like they lucked into Brady. They lucked into him. Okay. They, they literally had 34-year-old John Freeze out of Idaho. 34-year-old who no one's ever heard of and Michael Bishop and Brady were both the young quarterbacks yeah. and they picked Brady because it's, they had nothing else because Drew Bled so much got hurt. It is not unfair to say that Bill Belichick is on the coaching clock now. To me, he is on the coaching clock. Is he on the coaching clock? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. It is conventional wisdom in the NFL. As soon as you uh, draft a first-round quarterback or a highly touted second-round quarterback, you deem him the future of the franchise, that clock starts. Brian Flores is in that clock right now. He's tied to Tua. Joe Philbin was Joe Philbin was on that clock with Ryan Tannehill. Joe Philbin got fired because Ryan Tannehill was not making any sort of progress as the Dolphins' quarterback. That's why they went and got Adam Gase. Fair or not, Robert Sala, first-year head coach. He's tied to Zach Wilson. That's it. He's mm-hmm. on the clock. I, I, I mean, uh, Kingsbury is tied to Kyler Murray. That's just how the NFL works. Now. Uh, you have Sam Darnold. Matt Rule has tied himself to Sam Darnold. He may a different a, situation. He may get a little pass because he didn't draft him, so it wasn't originally his guy. Yeah. So if I'm them, I draft a rookie quarterback in the first round and restart my clock next year. If I'm Matt Rule, <laughs> you know, you know, get that extra time out of the deal. But like it, from that standpoint, though, Stafford and McVay they're tied together now. You went out, you spent a lot to go get that guy. For, for championship or bust. That's a championship or bust situation now. I mean, McVay is safe because just knowing him got nine other coaches head coaching jobs, so he'll land on his feet no matter what. Yeah, but with that McVay, organization. Yeah, but with that organization. Yeah, well, he'll land on his feet somewhere, but with that organization, Bill Belichick might end up somewhere. But he's not exempt from the clock because he's Bill Belichick. No, and every time Brady wins a Super Bowl like last year, that clock is being accelerated. Mm-hmm. Couldn't you argue that the Dolphins would have been better off, and this might be blasphemous, the Dolphins would have been better off if Don Shula 
was there was a decision made earlier that he wasn't fully maximizing the roster and what was around Dan Marino? Couldn't you make that argument? Yes, and you can make that argument about the Patriots. Everybody talks about the Patriots being cold-blooded with their players. Well, if that's the or- what's helped you in the organization, maybe it's time to be cold-blooded with your coach too, Yeah, Robert Kraft. Maybe it's time to say, hey, this is what's worked. When we see things that are past their time, we move along before it's too late. It may be time of Belichick. This is this this feels like it's close to it for Cam, right? I don't I don't know where he ends up. I don't know if he's a starting quarterback anywhere else. Like maybe he goes to Denver. He you good can this make preseason. The, though. You can make the argument he's better than Teddy Bridgewater. He's definitely better than Drew Locke. So maybe he lands there. But where else? Where else would Cam Newton land where he can be a starter? Because I don't think he'd be happy as a backup. And I Josh Cohen tweeted this, and you'll hear him home team three to five today here on ESPN 106.3 that he believed that there was a sit-down. Bill Belichick told Cam, hey, Mac Jones won the job. Cam said, hey, um, I'm not uh, happy with that. Can you release me and give me another opportunity to go maybe find a team to start for? The Patriots said, yeah, sure, and that's how it went down. I wouldn't be surprised. I think that's very plausible, but the problem for Cam is I don't know if there is an actual team that benefits from Cam Newton, the starter. There's a couple things Cam can do. He may be upset because he his mindset was he was the starter in New England. So now, like kind of like Carmelo Anthony, let's bring it to a basketball sense. Until he got his mind around the fact that he was a backup, he wasn't a good backup. But now that he's got a mind, his mind around it, he was really good in Portland. So with Cam, now that he knows he's going to be a backup, he may be okay entering somewhere as the backup. Or he could sit and wait. NFL quarterbacks get hurt all the time. He could just show up when someone gets hurt and just sit on his couch ready to go. Yeah, or there's Dallas where Dak Prescott's arm is going to fall off. So who knows what's open there? Well, Cam Cam might be an option for Dallas. That's actually not a bad call. Where you go get Cam with the expectation that there might very realistically be playing time for you because your quarterback is made of glass. Um, Another thing that didn't help Cam, and I'm going to harp on it because this is true: not being vaccinated is probably at least part of the reason Cam Newton is no longer in New England and did not win the starting job. Those five days he missed because it was too personal to discuss whether or not he got vaccinated, which means I didn't get the shot. Those five days he missed were massive. And I think that put Mac Jones over the top. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If you are the quarterback of an NFL franchise, Cam Newton... Carson Wentz, especially, and Kirk Cousins, and you decide not to get vaccinated and put your team at that competitive disadvantage, you're not actually a leader in that locker room. You're not actually a face of that franchise. You're not worth the money that you're being paid to be the most important player in that locker room. You are failing as an example and as a leader not just from a public health do what's right standpoint but from a you're putting your team at a competitive disadvantage in a league where all that damn matters is wins and losses sorry that's the truth so cam can stand by his vaccination convictions all he wants but a reason why he is jobless today is because he refused to get vaccinated it could definitely play a part and it could have been put in Belichick's face like this is what could happen during the season if someone else gets COVID Cam can't test his way out of it Mm -hmm. because he's not vaccinated right right. so now Belichick just saw it he's a creature of habit we all know that about Belichick and to know that his season can be disrupted at any point 
he may be like, it's just not worth it at yeah. this point. Yeah, I mean, there are a variety of reasons why Cam Newton did not beat out Mac Jones, but a big one of them, I think, is is probably the vaccination aspect of this. You cannot have your quarterback where you just don't know on a week-to-week basis if he's going to miss a game, if he's going to miss a series of practices, if he's going to miss multiple games. That's a problem. So you might as well, with as tight as the quarterback competition was, you might as well just go with the rookie, right? If you're Bill Belichick, you might as well just start the clock because you at least know that you're going to have consistency, that the guy's actually going to be present in the locker room throughout the course of 18 weeks. I wonder if, I know we'll never get the data on it, but the percentage of bubble players that got cut, who was vaccinated, who wasn't, because well, it had to factor, we'll never know, but it had to factor into decision And that wasn't supposed to, that wasn't supposed to factor in, but you know. It has to. It, I, yeah. Any kind of threat of you not being able to show up for your job factors in whether people want to say it or are allowed to say it. It matters. Yeah. Yeah. It did seem like the cards were stacked against Cam from the start in the court of public opinion in New England. There was a groundswell of, we want Mac, we want Mac. And I'm not saying that Belichick was swayed by that at all, but it sort of felt like this is where that was ultimately going. I think Mac Jones just proved himself that he wasn't that far behind Cam, where it's like, well, if they're going to be in the same ballpark, we might as well get the vaccinated rookie and restart my clock a little Mm -hmm. bit. But it actually puts him on the clock, like you said. So I think it's one of those where... Mac Jones I mean, had the opportunity to prove he can do it. Can we be clear though, too? I mean, what is Bill Belichick? If he can't, if Bill Belichick doesn't prove that he can't groom a rookie quarterback from scratch, a first-round franchise quarterback, is that really? Does that really matter to yes. him anymore? Do you think it does? It matters to me. My <laughs> Patriots hate is back. Okay, that's what got happened today. My uh, Patriots hate is Cam blocked my hate a little bit. Oh my God, do I hate the Patriots? But again. I'm not willing to, t- to to treat Bill Belichick with kid gloves, and I think somewhere deep down, Bill Belichick doesn't want to be treated with kid gloves. He might agree with us. Bill Belichick is on a clock now that he's going really, truly for the first time in his career in the true traditional sense. He's going with a rookie franchise quarterback. Is Bill Belichick now on the clock, or is he exempt from that type of stuff? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's head to Jupiter. That's where we find Brad. Brad, you're on Kindlevick Alive. What's going on, Brad? How you doing, man? Uh, good good show, guys. Thank you. Uh, I just wanted to say I think it's good radio. I, uh, I got upset a little bit right away. It was Bill Belichick on the clock, but as you defended your points like a good uh, – Felt like a good debate class. Uh, I, I uh, sort of swayed over to you guys, and I, and I agree. As he's tied to the quarterback, he is uh, on the clock, and I do think that he appreciates that and appreciates the challenge, and looks forward to making it, uh, you know, something in his career. And if it doesn't work out, uh, I think he just, you know, says goodbye and they let him go, you know, in in New England. And I don't think he coaches again. Yeah, and he'll take his rings and say, "Hey, Ken, Coquel, Brad, bleep you," and then we'll say, "Okay, have a great retirement, have a great career." Like that. That's if this doesn't work out, that's how it's going to end. And appreciate the call, Brad. And I do like the fact that we are clearly indoctrinating and brainwashing. All of our fans here in Palm Beach County and the Treasure. I also like anyone who calls in and says nice things about us, they should get more airtime. <laughs> so I blew it. Yeah, you uh, are, you, are you are you just I, about the guys to... like you guys have a great show and you're like, yeah, Bill Belichick's gonna say bleep you, Brad and Jupiter. Here's what's gonna happen, Rigotti, here's what's gonna happen with Coquel. He's gonna start taking compliments from callers. And uh, he's just going to start giving up airtime to callers. Like, we're going to have the the Brad and Jupiter show at, like, 3 o'clock every day here on... Oh, that's Josh's time. At, like, 
<laughs> six o'clock. I almost gave him Evans time then at five. At, at six two. o'clock here on ESPN 106. And then yeah. we don't even know who the host could be in a couple weeks. With uh, the lineup change that's coming, we don't know what's yeah. going to happen at two. It could be Brad and Jupiter. It could be. Or you, 888-760-3776. Say something nice about us. This is all going to end in Coquel just auctioning off airtime for his own pocket, for his own wallet. Ben We've Mel. created a monster here. Uh, is Bill Belichick on the clock? 888-760-3776. 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six. If you're a team like the Ravens, right, and you're worried about Lamar Jackson being unvaccinated or getting hurt, would oh, you I think about Lamar. would you think about taking a Cam and stashing him? Like Cam, you're our fifty third person on your roster, but we don't want to see you at the facility. Go work out, do your thing. Here's our playbook. Here's our or whatever. So he's never around the other quarterback. So if something does happen, you have an outbreak. You have a Cam Newton on your roster ready to go. I guess, but what if he? What if? Uh, what like if he, just him living his life, he gets caught up in an outbreak. And don't forget, you need to, if you leave the facility, if you leave the general area, you have to you have a five day reacclimation process. He can get an apartment. He can afford an apartment in Baltimore, Ken. <laughs> like, come I, on. I just don't know if you have a quarterback room filled with unvaccinated guys, if that does you any good. Well, yeah, that's why you stash him. Are you even listening? Brad and like, stash him just in a bubble? Just in like, a no, bubble? No, just not at the facility, not around your other quarterbacks. And just have him there as that emergency uh, guy. I don't know if Cam's that good to where it would make that big of a difference. Just go the Kirk Cousins ride and give him a plexiglass box. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Why didn't the Patriots? Belichick's yeah. just not innovative. Think about it, man. Plexiglass Think box. inside the box. Uh-huh. Even though it's an aerial virus, plexiglass box with the top open. <laughs> Even though sense. the virus travels through the air. Right, Kirk? It's not real. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel here on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Uh, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, they are teaching you how to get into the sports industry. Probably not going to teach you how to build a plexiglass COVID box, but they are going to teach you how to get into marketing or how to get into a front office job or how to get into communications. They are taking care of you with the wide, wide world of uh, sports and there are jobs to be had it's the the great thing about the sports industry is that it's always growing always growing now sports gambling is a part of this cryptocurrency is a part of this Uh, social media is a part of this in the last five years it's grown exponentially and that is why the fau mba sport management program prepares you it's very hard to just jump in you need a runway you need a red carpet to roll up and that's what the fau mba sport management program does dr jim reardon's been doing it for 22 years that guy adapts better than anyone i've ever seen with his curriculum his professors are in the sports industry they're living it daily Now, in 2021, they are telling you and teaching you what you need to know. I only talk about them because I have seen the success. I know people that have taken several, many, that have gotten their MBA in sport management at FAU, taken the classes, and gone on to do great things. It's the FAU MBA sport management program, spring semester classes. You can sign up for them now. Don't wait. Act on this if you've wanted to get into the sports industry. FAU.edu slash MBA sport. That's FAU.edu slash MBA sport. The craziest damned football story you're ever going to hear, and it happened at the high school level, kind of, over the weekend. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.